0: Welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the Dork Forest and dork Dork out for a while. Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. It's Jackie Kishon, your host, your hostess, your whatever... Um, I am thinking of re-recording the beginning, but I'm not going to because I have a bit of a cold, ladies and gentlemen. Will Miles is our guest. You guys know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, and FamilyPetAncestry.com sends you to com because it made me laugh. Now, uh those are the websites. You can also go to iTunes and just download it. There's an app. That has bonus content with me and Andy. I don't know if I'm going to be able to because I'm in New York for a couple of weeks and I may be able to record bonus, phone bonuses with him over the phone. It would kind of make sense, but the audio would kind of blow. So we'll find out if I'm, if I'm interested in doing that you 'll know because it 'll be at the dorkforest.com dot com at the bottom it 's for free at Libsyn, or it 's part of the Libsyn app that, uh, that that they call bonus content and then give away for free and that 's fine by me anyway. the credits Mike Rickberg <laughs> sang and composed the Dork Forest theme song with his girlfriend Sarah Cohen. He will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show uh, Patrick is going to fix this audio. Thank you very much, Patrick Brady. And Vilmos does my website, com. So if you need a website, you can order stuff from com. You won't get it till the first week of February because I'm on the road. Uh, I am going to be, by the way, doing sets all over New York City. So follow my Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and you will see where I will be each and every night. JackieKation, at JackieKation. And my email, if you need to email me for some reason, Jackie at JackieKation.com, coincidentally enough. The last week of January, I will be uh, at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota, my home club, uh, full of lovely people that uh, I will psych- be psyched to be there. Anyway, it's a good show. Donate if you want. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to use the donation button. But this is getting long, so just let's get into it. My sister's ad where she pronounces our last name different, and then the program. Let us begin at RBC Wealth Management. Social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.DarlaCashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Hey, it's Jackie Katian. I am in New York City. I am here. Uh, with Will Miles of WillMilesComedy.com. And what's your Twitter? Is it at WillMilesComic?
1: At Mr. Will Miles. At
0: Mr. Will Miles. There we go. And, uh, uh, Will Miles, I saw you do stand-up comedy last year when I was here in New York City, and you were very funny.
1: Thank you very much. You were very funny as well. Thank you. <laughs> it's,
0: uh, it's, it's, we're in an echoey, uh, uh, apartment, so hopefully everyone could hear us good, and, um, we are gonna dork out. And you said that you could talk about, um, romantic comedies, and then, when you sent me the list of things that we were going to do, you said technology and love. Yeah. What is a romantic comedy but technology and love?
1: Well, I don't know if you've seen the movie Her. But I have
0: not. I have not. It's a not very
1: good movie. It. I like, so I grew up liking romantic comedies all the time. Like I watch, I've seen almost all of them.
0: Really? Is it uh, like all the John Hughes ones or like His Girl Friday or what?
1: I've seen all the John Hughes ones. mm -hmm. I was very particular to those because they took place in Chicago for the most part. And And that's where you grew up? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I was always like, oh, cool. I kind of know what they're talking about here. Yep.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's how love is in chicago
1: yeah yeah. yeah. it turns
0: out it's fabulously wealthy and then you get a really nice car when you turn 60 it
1: is that's all it's about that's and then entirely there's always a nerd and a jock it's pretty <laughs> cool <laughs>
0: there's a slow clap jock and <laughs> what, so um yeah so what did you so i did not see her it's about it's about a. her kind
1: of combines the two so i'm very i'm very worried about society because i think we're all very Addicted to our phones and anytime I see a bunch of people on their phones in one on one small block. I'm like, okay, that's right Like what happens when the technology shuts down? Right,
0: eventually. right when the grid goes down. Yeah, how will we recoup?
1: Exactly. It's
0: you know, I was in Hong Kong and there was a recurring uh, Loop track on the on the escalators that uh, all it said in English and I'm sure also in Chinese it said Do not only look at your mobile device
1: yeah. Over yeah. and
0: over and over again. <laughs> people were tripping, I guess, and falling. Because they were only looking at their mobile device. Um.
1: Well, that's sad. That is sad. <laughs> now,
0: because I think, I, I, th- now I did online dating to find my fella. Okay. Which I think has been, it's, it's like the most yentle thing in the world as yeah, far as yeah. I'm concerned. It like, it simplifies, it streamlines. It, I think it, technology in my case helped.
1: It did help. It did yeah. help. But that connected you to a real person. Her is sort of about a guy who falls in love with a.
0: With an actual. With computer. Siri,
1: like a, yeah, like a yeah. Siri on your phone.
0: That, which is insane.
1: Yeah, totally insane.
0: I mean, I don't even use Siri.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Siri right. scares me a little bit.
0: See, right, because you say something. I mean, I, I have heard people, like I've seen on Facebook or whatever, where mm-hmm. people are like, hey, my daughter who has autism talked to Siri for half an hour and it really helped her.
1: It's like yeah, uh, did it?
0: <laughs> uh, that did sounds like you don't want to talk to your daughter with autism, <laughs> 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 which feels rude. But yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, mm.
1: I don't know. It's just it's a crutch too. It's, yeah,
0: like it's kind of porny. It is. I mean, I think that there's a place. I mean, or I mean, I think that that there's always been some sort of porn or something going on in people's lives, or like a disconnect of of fantasy and not real.
1: Absolutely. It was books. I mean, you read books that kind or of take you away. cave drawings.
0: You're like, yeah. look at that hot cartoon lady.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was, what was, so where does it, where does it draw the line for you though?
1: Um, I don't know. Just when you, when you're, uh, it's hard because I'm also addicted. Because you know, in the right. comedy world, you got to be on like all these different social media platforms and
0: everything but LinkedIn. Yeah, right. We don't want LinkedIn any part is of unimportant LinkedIn. unimportant to comedy. That's not, no, it's not going to help me at all. <laughs> Although
1: there's a lot of comedians on there, and I'm always like, what? What, what, what do am do? I going to do? I don't even yeah. know how to use LinkedIn. So...
0: Right. I don't. And I don't want to learn. Yeah. I'm, I'm always just like, What is there a temp job that you're afraid you're going to have to get eventually, <laughs> which gonna... we all could do, but I know, sadly, but... yes. <laughs> but um.
1: But it's just like, yeah, I just, I just think because uh. I'm very into the idea of like building my own house. One of my goals in life is to like have a family on a farm, okay, and like grow my own crops and uh
0: Oh like get off the grid. Get and off the of... grid
1: a little bit, yeah, yeah. And Did it...
0: Ed Begley Jr., yourself some energy,
1: exactly. <laughs> a little
0: BC <bicyclette laughs> yep. and just yep, yep.
1: That would be okay. a, a dream of mine.
0: Now, do you know how to do any of that?
1: No, not really. And that, right. that worries me too.
0: <laughs> I know. When I was a kid, I always wanted to live off the land. And, uh, and my parents were like, we live in a suburb. We live in a suburb. Yeah, Milwaukee. yeah. You're never going to be able to live off the land. <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a 7-Eleven right down there. And so, but I always thought, I mean, because I do think that it would be, I have a garden in Los Angeles. That's if you end cool. up moving to Los Angeles and you end up getting just a little plot of land, the weird thing about the earth is that if you plant plants and add water, you really don't have to do much more and the earth will go, here is a bean sprout and then you will have beans. That's and pretty awesome. It is really awesome.
1: I want to get back to more of that, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that'd be so, so what is, are, do you have a, a, partner, a partner?
1: Yeah. I have a, I'm dating a girl right now. Dating
0: a girl. Is it, um, how did you meet her?
1: Uh, we met or? actually at, in real life, yeah. <clears throat> but doing ju- comedy, she's also a comedian.
0: Oh, okay, all right. So
1: we were at the Knitting Factory one night, <laughs> place, same place I met you. So yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It was uh, around the same time, actually. Uh, yeah, so you've met been her dating day. her
0: for about a year, and
1: and we've been dating for about six, seven months now. Okay, nice. But uh, we met a year ago. Yeah.
0: Okay, and because it's it's when you think about like the technology of stuff. And, and romantic comedies, what what makes you like them? I mean, is it the – because what I like about a romantic comedy is usually the banter.
1: The banter is always good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the formula of it Yeah, because you know you're going to have a – so my favorite part about romantic comedies is that they start showing the individual lives of the two people involved. Right. No matter who the two characters are who are going to fall in love, you see their individual lives. Yep. Then you see the awkward way they meet. That's abnormal, right? It's It's an abnormal meeting, right? (laughs) Yeah, like, oh my god, Uh, I can't believe I met you this way. (laughs) 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 Then there's. Then there's their happy moments together. They're, right. they're building up their relationship. Then there's the one thing that's going to be real sad.
0: Right. That really ruins it. You're going to like yell
1: at the screen like, I, how did you fuck oh, up like that? What right. are you doing, man? Communication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did it happen? What is this about? And now you're going to try to date this person? That's crazy. Right. And then they always get back together at the end in some dramatic fa- fashion. That is
0: my very favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a very mediocre, but very lovely romantic comedy named Two Weeks Notice? With, uh, is that with,
1: um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant? Hugh
0: Grant. Yes. That's right. I love that one. It's yeah. a good one. Because it is. That is exactly what happens. We see each of their separate lives. He is speaking at some sort of, uh, public event. Yeah. <laughs> and his brother tells him that he has to get a new lawyer. Yeah. She is protesting some, like the knocking down of some a thing on Coney Island.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, precisely too. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: And then, and then they meet because she has to protest whatever he's doing mm-hmm. and then they get hired and then we find out that they are soulmates. It turns out. No matter out. what. She doesn't like beats. Yeah. She likes beats. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they just, they live like that. And then of course there's the miscommunication and, uh, and then, The weird thing about that movie is that it, it doesn't do, I like it when there is more of a payoff at the end. I do too. That one just has, and they kiss and the movie's over.
1: Yeah, quick payoff. A lot of Hugh Grant movies kind of have that too. Yeah. And he's always kind of playing the same role of like the cocky guy who, oh, I'm a bumbling British idiot. Right,
0: right. Aren't I likable?
1: Right, yeah. Don't you love me?
0: The same guy wrote music and lyrics. Oh, with with Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And, that one had almost the exact same ending. Absolutely. And then he wrote a third movie that was horrible. Which one? With Sarah Jessica Parker and Hugh Grant, <laughs> and it was set in the woods in Montana. He shouldn't leave New York.
1: Yeah. That yeah,
0: Not that guy should all be New York.
1: Stick to New York. Stick
0: to New York. old was, pal. Uh, the, the Dunkermans? I don't know what it was called. It was oh,
1: now. where where uh, where they were in the witness protection yeah. program? Yeah, I've or seen there that. Was,
0: they were hit. They were meet hiding. the meet the. Yeah, Meet the Fokker. Yeah, something like that. One of those. Meet
1: the Henderson, something like that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) couldn't be. And
0: Sam Waterston, I think, was in it for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, (laughs) –
1: I love that too, the added character where you're like, oh, this, is that a famous actor or actress who I know?
0: They usually do. Like, yeah. in, in, uh, I think two weeks notice, it's Robert Klein. Right, right. Who plays with yeah, yeah. dad. And you're like, what are, what is he doing in this? And I'm psyched for him.
1: How did he get suckered in this? <laughs> this
0: congeniality.
1: Yes. That
0: yes. was a romantic comedy. And yet it was also kind of action-y.
1: It had action because she was a police officer. But...
0: Right. Cause they were cops. And, but, and there wasn't enough love. No, because I wanted them to get it. I yeah. wanted them to get it on a little bit more.
1: And it should have been more about that, but it was more about her being like a. a I'm no, I'm this tough cop. And, I'm a tough uh, cop. I got to play. Don't a, know how to wear a dress. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm all of a sudden in Miss America costume.
0: But yeah. I'll tell you what was great. Now I'm just weeding off the greats. I love Sandra Bullock. It turns out she's awesome. She is uh, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy in, uh, the heat. in the heat. Yeah, that movie had no love interest. No.
1: But kind it's of, almost like there's a new genre of like friend romantic comedy where it's just about
0: kind of it's a buddy. Yeah, like but it's lady buddy movies. It is lady
1: buddies and they yeah. It's love but it's friend love. It's not right. like
0: Right, and Melissa McCarthy it was so like the guys would just keep coming up and she would just keep knocking them down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was and but that movie, I literally laughed until I cried, and I don't even like physical comedy.
1: That's good. But she
0: pulled that guy out of the car. And yeah, she yeah, climbed over a fence, and there was a lot of insane. It was,
1: it was in the heat of their their rise too. Melissa McCarthy was like on fire. When right, that came right out of *Bridesmaids* yeah. too, I think.
0: And then I'm gonna need her to do that movie nine more times. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. It's and, so funny. And and right. So who are your what what are your favorite uh, romantic comedies?
1: My favorites are, well, I like, I don't know if After Hours is a romantic comedy. was that with? It's with, uh, I forget his name, but it's Martin Scorsese who directed it. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a cameo by Cheech and Chong out of nowhere. Okay. That I love. Terry Gars in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more about just a guy who like can't figure shit out and he's out late at night and he can't figure out how to get back from, I think he's in Brooklyn. And okay. And it, it was set in the 80s, so Brooklyn was like a.
0: The hood back then. Yeah, Yeah, right. He was like,
1: I gotta get out of Brooklyn. Now he'd be like, I love Brooklyn. Right,
0: well now. Now it's been gentrified within an inch of its life. Yeah, there's like
1: almost no parts that are right. I got
0: off the the subway yesterday day before yesterday to do a thing
1: and
0: I said, Which way is the bell house?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. And a
0: guy said, it's that way. It doesn't – it looks dodgy, but there's nothing there. You're <laughs> yeah. fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just believed him because he was just some bearded youth.
1: There's you no know? dodgy areas of Brooklyn, really.
0: I think we're done. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. And. uh
1: But I like that. I like Failure to Launch with Matt McConaughey. Oh, right. Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. I like it because it's so – like if you really sit and think about it, you're like, no woman has that job of
0: what? – What is that
1: Domesticate one? a man. Okay. Uh, so Was
0: that it? That's pre- pretty, pretty much it. Sarah Jessica Parker?
1: Yeah, she played, and Zoe Deschanel is in it in a, for a weird thing. Weird? So weird. Uh and uh that's I with have a Terry t- Bradshaw.
0: And Terry Bradshaw yeah. has a weird And
1: Kathy Bates. They play his parents.
0: Okay. That <laughs> is a paycheck for yeah. those two people. Oh man. Um what? See, Matthew McConaughey, uh, bugs the shit out of me, but I would like to watch a Matthew McConaughey movie that I liked him in.
1: Yeah. I liked and him I, a lot in that.
0: In that one. Yeah. And failure to launch. So, what are their jobs? It's always fascinating to me what their jobs totally are. Totally agree. How do they
1: have all this money? Right. Uh, his job in that is, I can't even remember, but he didn't have to go to work very much throughout <laughs> the whole It was that much of a non- <laughs> non-issue. How about her? <laughs> and she, her, her job was, uh, dating or get rid of your son consultant oh. so it was like parents would would find her if their son was still living in their house oh and she'd come in and be the new girl who like he'd be like oh man who's this girl i want to date her and then she'd be like "Ah, oh, but you got to move out of your parents house ever it's a ridiculous plot
0: that wait so she was hired by essentially kathy bates and terry Bradshaw yes. to get matthew mcconaughey out of their house yes. and to jumpstart his life
1: yes exactly
0: And that was, that sounds like a job created in Los Angeles by the 1% who were like, (laughs) we don't know how to do any sort of parenting. You're all 35 years old. Right. Let's do this.
1: Can you please get my 35 year old son out? You 35 year old woman. Weird. Such a weird plot line. And yet I watch it over and over again.
0: Right. right. why Why not? Yeah. That is the insanity. So how does she do it?
1: She makes him fall in love with her. Okay. And then, of course, he's like, I should
0: probably get my shit together. I should probably get my shit together. And, shit together.
1: and then he gets scared. And then she, he finds out that she <laughs> was paid by his parents. Obviously, this happens. And there's a falling out because he's like, right. were you paid to fall in love with me? And then and she's, she's like, like no, no, I I really no, fell in love.
0: <laughs> Mr. Deeds goes to town. I just was just writing an article about you. And then exactly, turned you, know, you were Carrie Cooper. Yeah, right, and, uh, right. So I fell turned in
1: turned out love you were voted Matthew People McCullough. Magazine's number one man right. in the you world. You
0: were a guy who does a lot of sit-ups and is yeah. very, very <laughs> handsome. And, uh yeah, that is uh
1: that I like is that hilarious. one. I like uh, – I, I have so many I like. I even watched – I've seen the movie – What's your number? A bunch of times. What and is that? It is terrible. It's with uh, uh Anna <laughs> Faris is in it. Okay. And Chris Pine, I believe, is his name. Uh, is, All
0: right. Chris whoever's Pine Captain of, America of Cap? No, no, that's. uh It isn't Chris Pine. Was uh, Captain Kirk? Um yes. What's-his-face is Captain America. You would think that, cause I watched that movie yeah. over and over again. Captain America? And I'm spacing his name, someone's yelling at me. It's Chris, icon. right? It is, I think right. it is Chris. And, uh. And
1: also her husband Chris Pratt is in that too.
0: Which, um
1: From Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. From Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of him more as the Parks and Rec yeah. <laughs> dumb guy who somehow got into Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: I have no idea. It was so good, though.
0: Yeah, I loved it. I, I loved was, Guardians it was of the pretty, Galaxy. It was pretty great. It was, um, what, uh, what is that one about? I'm going to actually look up Captain America.
1: Uh, what's your number is about a woman who has sex with 19 men. Okay. And she says, all right. That last guy is the last one. If if I hit 20 and I'm not in a relationship or planning to get married, I'm going to be very unhappy. So she vows to get her. I think maybe her the sex with her 20th guy is like some guy she works with who's a douchebag. Right. Who's played by Joel McHale. Oh, my God. Uh, And so she's like, no more. I'm (laughs) I'm only going backwards now and finding any of the 20 I've had sex with already. Right. And I'm going to marry one of them. Okay. And so then Captain America helps her find, cause he happens to have all these crazy detective skills.
0: Oh, sure. Well, yeah. he's Captain America. Yeah. Of course, he's uh, the super soldier serum. <laughs> it plays over into other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, um, so Adams? He, is it Adams? I don't Chris, know. No, I don't Whatever. know. Whatever. But the, the weird thing, Chris Evans.
1: Chris Evans, that's it, yeah. That's,
0: so Chris Evans is in...
1: What's Your Number?
0: What's Your Number? He
1: plays her Playboy Neighbor. Who is
0: gonna help her find a guy. Yes. Let me guess. They end up together. Yes,
1: they do. Well played, well
0: played. (laughs) Chris, but, so Chris Evans, but Joel McHale is also in it.
1: Joel McHale is in it as the guy who, who forces her to make up her mind. Okay. That that's the last number she's gonna hit. He's number 20 and she wants to go no higher than 20.
0: Okay. Uh, And who wrote that, I wonder? Was it a man? Was it a woman? I don't know. (laughs) It's always interesting to me to find out who writes these things. I agree. Because I'll, you're just like, what do you think is romantic?
1: Yeah. And what do you think, what are your representations of men and women? <laughs>
0: right. I often think it's men questionable. tend to think that women are much more romantic than they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because guys in my, I mean, and granted I am, I am the biggest goof in the world. I'm, I, I want to be, I want to be romantic and I want, what I really want to be is not even romantic, but just thoughtful thoughtful. Yeah, but I have to remind myself to get out of my own because my self-absorption. All I want to do is stand up comedy, I know. and all I want to do is <laughs> think about stand up comedy. Yeah. And I, but I also would like to be in a relationship with my husband, who is a very nice man. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and deserves my full attention. Luckily, he is a game designer and only wants to think about games and only wants to play games.
1: That's awesome.
0: So. We both have to look outside to do it. But he is much more romantic than I am and much more interested. And I think it might be a guy thing. It might, a I sweeping... think so, too, at this point. Yeah. Because
1: my girlfriend would say I'm probably more romantic. Yeah, yeah. She's romantic but I do like I don't know I, I just you
0: just do more. She
1: knows I love romantic comedies also so right. she's like well this is just a side of you clearly.
0: Clearly <laughs> we will be going to that. Right. Well, I just you know that there's a there's a new Tina Fey Amy Poehler movie coming out where they play sisters and I don't okay. think it's a romantic comedy I think it's a buddy movie. It's a buddy And, um, I mean, it's not Midnight Run.
1: Right, right. uh, Which is
0: what I think the heat is.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And, uh, but I think that it would be, it would be like, I, I, I have two weeks notice, like Groundhog Day is a great romantic comedy, I think.
1: Annie McDowell, right? She plays Uh, the layers. Annie McDowell, yeah. yeah,
0: And Bill Murray. And
1: Bill Murray. I love that movie so much.
0: It's such a great movie because it, it has so much more to it than, Like, my favorite thing about romantic comedies is that there's always some weird secondary B plot. Yes. There's always a social message. There has to be. Because there's nothing else
1: going on. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you look at it face value, it's just some dumb movie.
0: Right. What's the, what's the social message of failure to launch?
1: Uh, that sometimes dudes gotta grow up. No.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Well, that's he. Yeah. I mean, I think that I feel like, but there's probably something weird about his parents.
1: There's something deeper too. He lost his wife. And okay, somehow that left him in taking care of a random black kid, <laughs> okay
0: oh, oh, so he is a dad,
1: he's an uncle to this kid, okay, so but he's, he's like a very mentor-y. focused on this kid, like right, he, he wants to help him out, okay, and there's a similar thing in the movie, uh, what happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz.
0: Wow. We're like. That was a shitty movie. Yeah,
1: terrible, right? But. But I loved it and I watched it, it had, so much. It
0: had so much potential as yeah. far as like craptastic, you know, just kind of let's all do this.
1: Yeah. It had so many good comedic actors too.
0: Right. What, uh, yeah, what was the, uh, you know, what? So that
1: I, one was like his, Ashton Kutcher's niece was the only one he never lied to. So.
0: Okay. When Cameron
1: Diaz had a question about him, she yeah. asked his niece because he was like, I never lied to my niece. Okay. And yeah, uh, I kind of have a similar thing where, like, well, I don't lie to my girlfriend anyway. Right, right. But if uh if anyone, my roommates always say, if we really want to know what you're thinking, we could just ask your nieces to ask you. Oh, right. <laughs> and right. Like, because yeah,
0: you, you try to be honest to the kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're, they're For they're so some young. reason, you think for some reason they're tiny faces.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make them sad, but you want to also not lie ever.
0: Right, right. And for some reason you want to be super honest with them. Yeah. And 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 ha- for and make it when they lie their little hearts out the little shits.
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah. T-
0: children are horrible as far as the truth. But um, So true.
1: They have to be taught to not lie. That's ex- how bad it is. Right,
0: that is how bad it is. Yeah. I think the go-to is to just deny. Yeah. And to, and to not take responsibility. <laughs> and then as you grow up, you're just like, well, I have to figure out how to be a decent person. And then eventually for me anyway, is that I learned that it was just easier not to lie. Yeah. Oh, get this though. This, I, I'm, I'm co-opting your time here, but no, no. Uh, I will tell you this is that yesterday I did a podcast here in New York City. Yeah. Um, at the comedy cellar. With Mandy um,
1: Miller Stat Miller, I think that's And
0: right, yeah. it, we were all back to back to back. Yeah. It was uh, Michelle Bouteau and then myself and then Rich Voss.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. And yeah.
0: Rich came in during my show, during my, my time at the studio, and he was like, hey, Jackie Cation, you're always a jackass to me. and uh, And I was like really? And he goes, I don't blame you because I'm a jackass <laughs> uh, as well. But, yeah. um, and I was like, I don't know. And he told a story that sounded like something that I said that I don't remember saying, Yeah. but the way he phrased it, I bet you I fucking said, it, yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was when him and Bonnie McFarlane got married. Yeah. I guess Bonnie told him that I said to her, why would you marry him? He hits on everything.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm
0: like, God, that sounds like some some horrible <laughs> lack of filter that I would have fucking said. And then Rich Voss goes, "But well, you're really funny," so I just kind of let it pass. <laughs> and I was like, "That is a classic comedy kind of yeah. thing, too," because we tolerate so much more from people if they're funny. Absolutely. But there's definitely a love. I mean, but I was like, I am so sorry. What a jackass thing for me to have said. Because they're perfectly happy together. Oh, they're great. The I love.
1: They're like. They're comedy. a really good
0: couple. Yeah, they're an awesome they, couple. Their daughter's
1: really, great. They're Yeah, it's they're killing crazy. it. Yeah.
0: So but it was such a weird I don't know why that that but it was um Yeah.
1: I feel like they have honesty with each other and I think that helps too.
0: Yeah, in this, the relationship? Day
1: one with, with me and my girlfriend, we were, we shared, like, the people we slept with who we might run into. Okay. And so it was like, alright, you might see this person, you should know I had sex with her. Right. Or with the same thing with me, like, oh, you should know I had sex with this person.
0: Right, right, so that it didn't get weird. And, yeah,
1: right. Yeah. And then it, from there it was like, oh, well, cool, you can be honest and this will work. Alright, well let me just continue to be honest.
0: Yeah, cause I think <laughs> it, it just, it, 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 it makes it so much better for, I, I don't – I mean I don't need to tell him – I don't need to tell my husband every crazy committee meeting that I'm yeah. having like all my worries and and twisted like – because a lot of that stuff is not real. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. I will have like some sort of weird – speculative fiction, like I never get jealous so much just because I always think it's going to end. And I'm like, well, he's probably going to move on. <laughs> and, and as we go into our 10th year, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. recently
0: I, uh I was at a party and I actually felt jealous and he was, we were at a party and he was talking to this woman and I was looking over and I was like, well, she's about 10 years younger. Than yeah. <laughs> very tall. She seems, I wonder why he's talking to her. And then I was like, 'Cause we're at a party. Yeah. Part of, hey, crazy. And at least I can recognize because of comedy, I think. I don't I mean I'm sure I think there are have sane people.
1: We have good observational skills.
0: Right. So I can I can tell like there's a second part of my brain that goes, Hey, you're being a nutbag. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you check out? <laughs> the
1: comedian side steps out of there and is like looking at you making funny. Right,
0: right. Making fun of you <laughs> yeah. to make you not be. So um wh- what else now you wrote sneakers. And I just did an episode sneakers, with yeah. Sully McCullough.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah about cool. his
0: uh, tennis shoe collection. Yeah, and um, he has mostly uh, Nikes.
1: I have a lot of Nikes as well. I'm wearing yeah. Nikes right now. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: What are you wearing? What do you got? Uh,
1: these are Nike SBs. Um
0: I like that you wear them. Yeah. That's the important thing for him to do. He was like, you got to wear them.
1: Because otherwise, what are you doing? You're just holding them up like paintings in your house.
0: Right. (laughs) And he has a crazy number of shoes because he met one of the guys who designs them.
1: Oh, that's incredible.
0: And so he got to go to Bend, Oregon.
1: With oh an yeah, empty suitcase. Yeah, my and friend. And the guy
0: said you could take whatever you want.
1: See, I I was in Portland. Yeah, I did a uh, Bridgetown oh, last there you year. Go. Yeah, and they invited my friend James Davis. Okay, to yeah. the Nike factory, and I was like, "Man, can, can I? I go?" Right. <laughs> right. And uh it didn't match up. I had like my show was early, and so if I, I would have tried to make it back, I would have never right. made it to my show. But I was like, God damn, I really want to. So wanna... close. Yeah, I was so close to going to the Nike factory. I just right. want to do that Suli once. Julie
0: was talking about how he didn't want to be greedy. Yeah. And, but like it took him about three minutes to realize it was never happening again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he
0: was like, be greedy. Be just yeah. once. Just let it go. Cause so... not, they're
1: going to, everybody who probably has that tour gets to be greedy. <laughs> yeah, so... you get to
0: be greedy once. Yeah, and, uh, take and, it. and so what are your, did you, uh, he, he was telling me that it was weird where you have to sign up. To sign up to possibly get a shoe. Like oh, there's, there's certain levels ones, yeah. Of of crazy.
1: I, I frequent this store when I go home in, in Chicago. It's called Saint Alfred, and I I'll go there on a random day. Is it a
0: secondary market?
1: Uh, I believe so, yeah.
0: Yeah, cause he said that there's people buy them. Yeah. And then they, they just resell them. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Okay. What's it called? St. Alfred.
1: St. In Alfred in Chicago. in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And so you go in there and like I just go in there to hang out cause I like the staff and they have cool, like my hat is from there and random right. shirts I wear. And you from can there. look at shoes. Yeah, yeah, you can look at it, shoes.
0: It's like going to a museum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and because I'm there so much in like sometimes when I'm in there they'll be like, Hey, by the way, we've got this. Sh- the new, the Jordan 12 coming out next week. Right. And it's going to go up. So do you want like a raffle ticket so we can hold, right. you, hold your spot in line? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll be like, okay, maybe But do I yeah. want to spend 200 on a shoe next week? I right. got to figure it out. Right. So yeah, it's an interesting culture. It's just so much it's, waiting.
0: Yeah. There's, 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 it's it's got its own subculture of we're all interested in these weirdo shoes. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. It's like the as far I did an episode with uh Kelly Anakin, a comic from um she does the Pandora Comedy Channel. Okay. She's yeah, She's in yeah. charge of the comedy curating. Oh, nice. And yeah. she's a comic from San Francisco. Okay. And she loves American girl dolls.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: It's exactly like that. The collecting of them, the collecting of the of the books that go with them and then you could buy separate clothes that just go on the $1. doll. Absolutely. And it's all like that. So there's there's
1: specific uh colorways of uh of different shoes. Yeah. Okay. Like there's the Jordan Spizikes, which I really like. It's uh yeah. Spike Lee's Jordans. Okay. It's a Spike out.
0: Lee Jordan. Yeah, like shoe. a
1: collaboration that they Okay. Had. And what year did that like, come out? I think it was 90 something. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. And but what did they look like? They looked dope. They're they're originally their Knicks colors because okay. Spike's such a Knicks fan. Then and what they what released are those
0: colors. I don't know. Uh, orange
1: colors. and blue. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> <is. laughs> which are great colors. It was orange, blue, and white. And, and it was majority pops. white, and the the yeah. orange and blue popped out of like the the tongue nice. and everything and on the side and the Nike sign, and on the little bottom parts. So they're okay. great shoes overall. Yeah. And now they've been releasing different colorways over the last few years. Okay. And re-releasing them.
0: Oh, they're re-releasing them
1: with a different. Color schemes? Yeah, you mean? with different color schemes. Okay. So like now there's like a green one that I really like. Uh, okay. uh there's different
0: like a neon green or a darker Dark hunter. Green,
1: hunter green. Okay, yeah.
0: very nice. Very I, nice. I really
1: like those. And mm-hmm. uh but I, I do like the mix colors, but I'm a Bulls fan, so it's hard for me to It is hard. have nix colors hard. on. <laughs>
0: it's uh when Sully was trying to explain to me about the Air Jordans, I was like, Wait, there are still Air Jordans? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, Yeah, yeah, you still you still get checks on that. Oh man It's all working out for him.
1: Really, and- right? <laughs> He's so loaded. <laughs>
0: right, right. And uh that um the, you know what this reminds me of is uh is people who collect Hot Wheels. Yeah. Because it'll be the same car, but it'll come in three or four different colors yep. and and paint jobs. Yeah. So And
1: it's just like Converse. I love Converse a lot and yep. you'll get like five different colours of Converse, white, black,
0: the high tops green, or high tops, like low a low top?
1: each one I used to have three
0: canvas or or are there
1: different do they do
0: like a, a, a they do canvas they do leather okay and leather. Uh, John
1: Barbados has leather ones okay it's converse. Uh, collaboration with John Vervados.
0: Who's John Vervedos?
1: That's the thing, I don't even really know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I like his shoes. Shoe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that
0: guy? I know that guy. Exactly. I know. <laughs> He's the James Bond. Yeah. Shoes. Fair enough. <laughs> are they pretty stream, like, are they streamlined or?
1: They're, they're just like regular Converse pretty much, but they're leather and it just has little different, uh, additions on the side.
0: Okay. So they're, they're just kind of tricked out. Kind of tricked out. Yeah. Okay.
1: But it's black leather. Oh, fair enough. It's very clean looking, it's very streamlined. Right, right.
0: That was the, that's, I I think that there's, like with cars, and with, with anything, like suits, like I had, um, a guy on talking about how he has suits made, and, um, and he, they all use this, it's the same kind of, you're looking for the line, you're looking for the, the color scheme,
1: and Everything just, is important.
0: Like like how it just how it plays on your foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think it's an age thing because the younger I was, the more I'd be like, let's put a bunch of different. Like I want the flashy shoe. Right. Right. But now I'm like, I just want something that'll get me through the day.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That you can wear with. You can wear a dress with a dress jean. Yeah. With a, with a nice.
1: Like I go if I tutor kids and then have to go to immediately to like a meeting with the network or something. Right. I'm like, all right. Right, it's Acceptable we'll both places. Both. All right, and then straight to my show at night. It's all. It's
0: all just fine. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, I think it was like Eddie Griffin asked for a free pair of shoes with every gig he that does. he did. He does, and um, I don't think it was so the person who told me about it didn't understand that that was his dorkdom.
1: Yeah, was it like, is. Yeah,
0: because um, like uh, what's his face? Um, Brian Regan.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a,
0: it's a. It's a bottle of peach schnapps.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's, I mean, granted, a bottle of peach schnapps is probably thirty bucks, and a <laughs> pair of shoes is one hundred yeah. and forty or one hundred and twenty. And they have to be
1: fresh white, according to. Oh, really? What I've heard for Eddie yeah. Griffin, yeah, fresh white Air Force Ones.
0: But if, but if you're, um, but if, but if that's your, and then does he leave them, or do you think he? he brings I, I don't them know. And, yeah, who knows? I don't know him. So. I want to
1: know. Yeah, because uh, he we, did a club in Chicago, that, and uh it was the whole thing. So we had to. <laughs> There were standby people there. Uh, Okay.
0: (laughs) That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so we talked about shoes and we talked about uh, love and technology and. Love and technology. Love and technology. Do you have anything else? Oh, you were saying that you have uh, some alien theories too.
1: I do have some alien theories. I, I do find it hard to believe that there's only one planet.
0: Well, it seems wildly unlikely, doesn't it? Wildly
1: unlikely. One planet with, uh. With livable, sentient. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. (laughs) A lot of people used to speculate there are people on the moon. I think that's oh, a bit right. far fetched. Well, too soon. Too soon. Yeah, yeah too close now. Yeah. and
0: there might have been people on the moon that, as soon as we got to the moon, they were like, "Oh, talk about white flight." Right. Yeah. I have <laughs> a genuine theory that yeah. other, <laughs> other, other like aliens are like, "Oh, they are not ready." Yeah. I think didn't Stephen Hawking say that that uh, if aliens actually came to this planet, they would wanna either uh enslave us or exterminate yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Best best case scenario, we would be really good pets. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: And they'd like do sex experiments on us. But, right. Yeah, right. Whatever. If, they,
0: if there's always somebody who wants to do sex experiments on something. No matter what. Leave that cushion
1: only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, why must everything be sexual? Yeah. It's uh what about just the one person? Anyway, <laughs> I I yeah. But anyway.
1: I, I, I think, that, and people have theories like, oh, there's no, you can't live on this planet. But it's like, yeah, we can't live on that planet.
0: Right. What? So do you read any science fiction? Do you, do you tend to read any of that? Um, speculative?
1: It's all Wait, speculative. You mostly
0: read nonfiction. I, I mostly
1: read non, I like memoirs. Uh, right. I like, uh, Eddie Wong had a book called Fresh Off the Boat. It's just about him growing up with Who's like Eddie a, Wong. He's a restaurateur out here. Oh, nice. He owns uh Bauhaus and his okay. brother, his brother comes to my shows a lot. So I've been okay. keeping up with him a lot. And, uh.
0: And so he's a chef. He's a chef. Okay. And, and owns a restaurant. Owns a restaurant,
1: restaurant. And he has a show on Vice. Oh, does uh, he? Called Fresh Off the Boat. And now, okay. or it's changed because now he has an ABC show coming out called Is fresh. it seafood? Uh. Is
0: that what he means by Fresh Off the Boat?
1: No, no, no. He's Fresh Off the Boat. Oh,
0: he's Fresh Off yeah, the Boat.
1: Yeah. He's saying like since he's, he was born and raised in, uh, China.
0: In China, in mainland yeah. China?
1: In mainland China, I believe. Okay. Uh. Or maybe it's Taiwan. I don't know. I'd have to ask right, his brother. Right. Just, but yeah,
0: but he's Chinese. But
1: he's Chinese. Yeah, and he he grew up over there and moved to Orlando from there. To Atlanta. So his book is sort of Orlando. Or Orlando. So yeah, not even so Atlanta weird. would make more sense. I feel yeah. like Orlando is such a weird place that to move. Is weird. As an immigrant. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because it's. Uh, I mean, it's fine if you're Cuban. Yeah, yeah. But How does it? There's always those pockets of of, of like when people come from other countries. Yeah, and you're like, okay, there are nine Ethiopians exactly in Minneapolis, and now there are seven thousand Ethiopians in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, exactly because there's someone to talk
1: to. Yeah, they came back and they were like, yeah, go to go to Minneapolis. Go to (laughs)
0: Minneapolis. We know it's called. We're very, it's gonna be very true. Right.
1: And so his book is sort of about growing up as an immigrant and being like, my girlfriend had this too. She's, her family's from Italy. Okay. So like their lunches, lunches are a big part of how you know you're not from where everyone else is from. Right. So that was very interesting to me. Just being like, I would bring my food to lunch is what he said. And it would be like, everyone would be like, what is that smelly food? Right. My girlfriend said the same thing happened to her. Right. She'd bring food to lunch, and it was food that her family made for years.
0: Right. it was, And everyone it was, else in class would be like, what is food? this
1: shit? Yeah. Right.
0: You're just like, well, this is, I'm sorry, it's noodles and fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's regular where and, I'm from. Right. It was, but remember in the breakfast club when she brought sushi?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now that would be like every kid probably has sushi. <laughs> every
0: kid. Yeah, they're just like, bento box. Oh, yeah, Let's do huh? this. But, yeah, I never, um, we did you bring a lunch?
1: I did. When I brought just like regular ass but sandwiches. regular
0: sandwich and fruit. And yeah. Mine was plain
1: it. as hell. I wish I would have had like
0: something more something interesting. Something like that. Yeah. I would have been willing to trade any day of the week. Any day.
1: Fish eyes. Sure, I'll try them. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh,
0: so, what is he? Um, I, because I love, uh, and so he has a restaurant here in, in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, actually, right around the corner from where oh, we are right really? now. Yeah. It's called Bauhaus.
0: All right. It's pretty good. How do you spell bow? Just b o b a
1: o h o eight b o b bow? H A U S. Yeah. Like a bun. So they serve bow's, yeah. Okay. And it's at like, uh, in between 2nd and 3rd Ave on 14th Street.
0: Oh, uh, all it's right. It's really good. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. It's, um I yeah, I have a couple of sets tonight, but, uh, nice. I yeah. gotta get some. I went to the Hollywood Diner, which is right yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, a little taste of home.
1: Yeah, nope. yeah.
0: Nope, not it was at all. Just huh? a diner. It was a New York diner,
1: <laughs> regular New York diner with cheap food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right?
0: It was. It was a little expensive, actually. Sorry for the coughing, Rangers. Uh, I have a little bit of a cold that I'm getting over. So, um, so you you read that, and is that um, that's good? Do you, you do you mostly le- read memoirs of people that are living?
1: Yeah, I like. I really like that I, and I like people who like, like
0: who aren't hand very them popular. To
1: you? No, yeah. I, I mean, I wish, but I just, I'll, I'll inquire about it to them in person and then I'll go look for it. Okay. Or like somebody so, like so Kristen not Newman.
0: Super, yeah, who's that?
1: Exactly. Nobody really knows who she is, but she has got a, I read her book. It's called What I Was Doing While You Guys Were Breeding. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's about like her life when she would go on trips. She used to write for How I Met Your Mother and okay. she was the showrunner oh, on Chuck. She was a comedy writer. Okay,
0: and she um, was the showrunner on Chuck. On
1: Chuck, yeah, which is pretty cool. I thought.
0: What the hell's her name?
1: Uh, Kristen Newman. Yeah, I'm and, in the
0: part of show business that yeah. doesn't know who anyone is. <laughs> so, Kristen Newman. So. And she
1: wrote on that '70s show too, which I was also interested in. Okay. And so it's about her going on these trips to other countries where she would like have. Passionate relationships with these people.
0: Oh, just sort of then, fucking her uh, way around the yeah, world. Yeah, so pretty eat, much. Live, pray, or eat, love. Yeah. Pray kind but of, like, but from a comedy writer's perspective
1: probably. and way more interesting than and that. And probably
0: funnier yeah, and smarter. Yeah, way funnier. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a really funny, it's a good book and, uh, it's about, it interests me too because it's about her, like she had to do it during off times from writing for these shows.
0: Oh right, cause she'd be on hiatus. Yeah. And she'd be like, quick, let's go to Bali and yeah. find someone to sleep with.
1: Exactly. And- <laughs> or, or like, the business is so fickle too that you'll, the show will be ending and she'll be like, well the show's ending, I guess I got seven, seven months off. What am right. I going to do? Go to fucking Argentina again? Right. I guess, I yeah.
0: guess and, and climb a mountain. Who up there? Hello, <laughs> sir. All right. And uh, that's hilarious. I read. Um, I I have read only a couple of those, but those are. That's an interesting way to do
1: it. Yeah, I like it.
0: I read. Um. Um. It was a. It was. A, it was a memoir of an Armenian woman, who, and in the midst of it all, there were recipes. Like, from her grandmother and stuff. But it was a memoir about how in the 60s and 70s, she slept with, like, Taj Mahal and Billy Bragg. Wow. And, like, she went around in the 60s and 70s and then would just write home to her parents for money. So, she is not the hero of this story. You're just, hey, why don't you get a job? uh, (laughs) But she's just, but she's getting to meet really cool musicians. Exactly. And screwing around and having, doing drugs and making peel off and various, (laughs) 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 Making Armenian food wherever she is. I'll put it in the notes, the name of the book. I can't remember the name of it, but um, what?
1: I like anything that, like, I think love is very important. It's the basis of what everything I write, pretty much, and okay. everything that I. Uh, a
0: lot of your stand-up. Is a lot of well? my
1: stand-up is based on love. I have like a whole. Do you world. do
0: a bit? If I remember correctly, don't you do a bit about um, cyberbullying?
1: Uh, not cyberbullying about per se, or I have some stuff about like oh computers.
0: Okay, maybe and, it was it was turn the computer off kind of situation, or no, that was not.
1: That might not have been I,
0: That's, that is me paraphrasing a bit I heard it at the <laughs> Hannibal Buress show one year ago. Oh yeah. It may not have been yours. So I'll be moving on. <laughs> but, so you write stuff, it's, it's from, so you try to write stuff about relationships or I just do. about socio-political from a, from a perspective of love or just trying to come from a good spot.
1: I just try to come from a good spot and I try to have my basis be love. So whether that's your love of what you do. Mm-hmm. So like the thing that interests me about these, about Eddie is like his love of food. And right. Bourdain has his book about how when he when he figured out he really wanted to be a chef when he loved it. Yeah. And I actually love his story because the way he know he knew he wanted to be a chef was he was working at a restaurant and a bridal party came in. Mm-hmm. And uh the bride was in the back hanging out with all of them. And then the guy who the head chef yeah. was like, hey, Tony, uh I'll be right back. And he he was like, can you watch the grill, Tony? And Tony was like, yeah, you know, I'm coming up in the restaurant world this would be great i get yeah. to watch the girl for a second mm-hmm. and then everybody like crowds around a window and the chef that had just told him that was outside having sex with a girl the who was uh, in who was a bride he was having sex with the bride yeah on the night of her wedding yes and he was like and at Anthony
0: that, Bourdain is like <laughs> he now said, i uh, want to be yeah. a chef
1: he, his quote uh. is at that moment i knew i wanted to be a chef <laughs> when i looked out and saw him doing that
0: why am I not? Here's the thing about Anthony Bourdain. I read, I I listened to it on Audible. Yeah, one yeah. of the w- one of his books, and um I was like, "Oh, you're kind of a dick."
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, a dick. He's <laughs> not.
0: You are not <laughs> the greatest guy in the world. No, no, no. you yeah. are willing to take advantage of whatever's available.
1: Exactly. Food, beverages, heroin. He used to be on ladies. for a while. yeah. yeah. Ladies.
0: Um. So. Yeah, so the the last nonfiction book I read, sadly, and the the people who've been listening to the show were like, Really? You've been talking about this for months. You haven't picked anything up? I haven't. Uh I uh uh was Havana Nocturne. It was the story of Lucky Luciano and Meyer Lansky trying to turn Havana into Vegas.
1: Oh nice like, All right, um, yeah.
0: like a Monte Carlo I like. And that. so they had Batista in their back pocket, but then Fidel Castro was like mm, Nope. Really? See ya. <laughs> yeah. And so he completely destroyed. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of the the Cuban expats that live here are so anti-Cuba.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah.
0: Because or anti-Castro is because they had all of their money in that money. Carlo. Yeah. Investments.
1: Jeez. And so
0: they escaped with some money.
1: Yeah. But they're like, but not all of it, it
0: was going to be millions, man. It was going to be the biggest thing in the world. Oh, that sucks. And, uh, but – um and then you think that Fidel Castro taught everybody to read. So, yeah, right, So uh, I'm right. all right with that. I'm all right with it. And uh, and uh Meyer Lansky supposedly died with $50,000. I doubt it. I doubt I, it. He I, definitely has a coffee offshore. can somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's just buried – Swiss
1: <laughs> bank accounts that we don't know about.
0: Exactly. A million – but it was a fascinating story that of, is a fascinating, of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I like it, yeah. I it, like
0: the idea of history.
1: Me too, but what? history is so boring if you just –
0: Right, if you're just like regularly, reading. The other ones, I, I don't like uh, Sarah Vowell does some great history where she kind of makes fun of history.
1: Yeah, that's good too.
0: Right, Assassination Vacation is my favorite one of hers. Okay. And, and I also, she read it on Audible.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, and, that's awesome.
0: Um, it was about, she essentially goes on vacation to uh, where McKinley, Lincoln, and Garfield were shot. Okay. And McKinley and Garfield, I know almost nothing.
1: Right, nobody right. does.
0: So Assassination Vacation was fascinating. That's cool. And it was really good. And then she wrote one called The Wordy Shipmates, which needed to be read to me because <laughs> yeah. it was super dense okay. and really, really, it was about the Puritans.
1: Yeah, which and you were like, that's such a topic that oh, I have no interest a lot in. Of that. Big word, yeah. A lot of
0: big words happening. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it was, it was good. It was really good when she did it.
1: Yeah. So history can be fun, but it's got to be, you, you I, to... I really like specific history. It's the Some only way I can writing. get interested in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What are you reading now? Are you reading anything? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm reading fiction right now. I'm reading Inherent Vice because I want to see that movie too.
0: Oh, right. Who wrote that?
1: Uh, ooh, I forgot the name of the guy.
0: Oh, that's fine. Someone will know.
1: Some, yeah, somebody's yeah. got to know, but it looks good. I like bumbling detective things. Oh, okay. Like Big Lebowski is one of my favorite movies because <laughs> I feel like it's part romantic comedy. Yeah. With Julianne Moore. It's okay. also part, Buddy comedy with him and Walter Sobchak, John right. Goodman. And it's also a bumbling detective story. Right. Cause my favorite thing is like when the person starts out and you show his life and he's like an idiot sort of. Yeah. And then he's forced into this situation where he's gotta be smart.
0: Right, he's gonna rise to the occasion.
1: Yeah, so he's I... gotta be a detective for this.
0: Yes. That is, that is one of my, one of my, okay, so I meant to go. As we jump all over the place, yeah, yeah, Will yeah. Miles. It's uh, at Mr. Will Miles, by the way, on Twitter, correct? That's correct. And, uh, and you do, and willmilescomedy.com has all of your tour dates and stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Where are you going to be in February?
1: Uh, on the 13th, I'm going with Julia Razi to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, doing, okay. um, steel stacks. Oh, wow. On okay. the 13th and then the 14th, we are hosting a show at QED.
0: Right over in Queens. In Queens, the that's new it.
1: yeah new theater that just opened up. We're hosting the. And you Valentine's do a lot of Day. sets
0: around New York area. Yeah, I'm in knitting right? factory
1: every Sunday. You know, oh, fair enough. Hannibal, is it every Sunday? Every Sunday. Oh, that's great. We took over for Hannibal. He he gave us the. Oh, he the gave venue. you the room. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, because I'm doing it next week. Yeah, you I are. Guess. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, be fun. Yeah, that'll be great. Okay, and um, because it's because we went from reading the food books to the fact that you really uh, one of your favorite thing is going out to eat.
1: Yeah, I so, love going out to eat.
0: Who doesn't? Let's talk about where yeah. I want to go to the Bauhaus now. Bauhaus is great. Yep.
1: I love burgers a lot. Oh yeah? So I'm a big fan of burgers. I've heard Five Napkin is great. I have not gone there.
0: Five Napkin. Five
1: Napkin is on third and fourteenth also. And
0: i i like a privately owned place. Yeah, or me too. Or a small chain, yeah. you know, where it, where it, there's only a couple of them if it's to right. be. There's a good place in Los Angeles called Lemonade.
1: Lemonade That I will, will make definitely uh, check that out. It has
0: uh, salads. Okay. And it has, you know, you pick the meat that goes with it, but it's and it's not my favorite way to eat because I like to sit down like a Christian and have people Yeah, come to me. yeah, oh yeah. and I like to make an order. Of course. I'm I'm, I'm out.
1: Make Let's a big a, deal of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're going to bring me food. You're going to yeah. refill my coffee. It's all going to work out for me. <laughs> 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 but lemonade is one of these sort of cafeteria situations where you stand in line with a tray. Oh wow. Which I do not enjoy usually, but the I know. food is really really tasty.
1: Okay. Katz's Delicatessen is one of those too. It's yeah. pretty good. Good sandwiches.
0: I went there for matzo ball soup because of the cold. Yeah, how was and, it? And uh it was amazing. Nice. But I was offended by the fact that I wasn't going to be sitting down.
1: Yeah. And have yeah. someone
0: just come over and bring me soup. Yep. And I had to keep my own ticket.
1: I know. All of that is – and then you, I'm like, I could lie on this ticket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, have to – I can get two tickets and yeah. throw away
1: one. Exactly.
0: <laughs> this is not the ticket of my dreams. Yeah. And what – uh yeah, so uh, – but then there's also over by there, there's a place called Russell and Daughters maybe. I've seen that. I have not eaten that It yet. is a um Kanish place, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're doing good work with a hot pocket. Alright. Yeah. Hot pocket. Homemade hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are your uh, favorite burger places in, in New York? In New here?
1: York, I got, there's one oak. It's in Williamsburg. It's really one good. One oak. In Williamsburg. One oak is good. Um, what
0: makes it good? Do they? I
1: like the breading. Okay. I like a thin bread where the meat is like the main course. Okay. Uh, and the meat is really good. It's organic. It's you know, grass-fed. Socially conscious. Right, yeah, all that right. shit. It was beef uh, that
0: chose to die. Yeah, yeah. And the it. beef
1: wanted to die, and it yeah. was close.
0: Uh, <laughs> exactly. It didn't want to live too full. Yeah. It wanted to be super tender and get the hell out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good burger. Fritzel's Lunchbox in Bushwick is a good burger. Okay. That's right by the, uh, Over by the DeKalb burger? L. Uh, okay. A little further. Um. There's, there's pretty good burgers around there right. uh Dumont burger is good it's pretty it's more more famous
0: i am a um i'm a crazy person for grilled and r- baked chicken
1: yeah um and baked I'm, chicken is so good
0: p o p o as somebody told me was the best okay. chicken around here P-O-P-I-O. P-I-O. And okay. I think it's Brazilian.
1: Yeah. And,
0: uh, there's good work being done in South America. Seriously. Uh, with, holy crap. Oh my
1: god. Um,
0: I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles, I had baked chicken that had, uh, and they gave you a, a, a side of lime.
1: That's what like, you want.
0: Hello, madam. Yeah. You've chosen wisely, and then I was on board. <laughs> it's the greatest. I love baked chicken is my favorite. I love a Mediterranean chicken Me where too. they do like a like a cumin yeah. uh coriander kind of thing.
1: Whatever and spices they put all, on there.
0: Just and then just a regular garlic lemon is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lemon is such a nice touch to almost every meal. Right. Lemon or lime.
0: And you you said that you like Mexican?
1: I do love do I love much? Mexican. What's your when favorite? I was in Chicago I once ate Mexican food for probably two weeks full of meals just At burritos
0: least. tacos yeah
1: and i might have taken like a week break to eat like a couple of thai thai meals and then went straight back to mexican
0: oh very nice yeah there's there's a, i love it if you end up moving to los angeles in the valley there is an amazing thai restaurant called um Kruittai, okay. krua thai k r u a and only twice have we ordered something where they've had to come back and go you know white people don't ever order this. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like Americans they always send it back. Yeah. And so we just ordered we um we got this spicy blue crab one time salad. Ooh, yeah. That was they were correct. They've been correct both times. Yeah. We had to finish it because we had ordered it,
1: and you wanted to be like not me. I mean. want to yeah. be.
0: I'm cool. Yeah, right, yeah, right. I'm, I'm all right.
1: Maybe all the other white people be <laughs> right with me.
0: I'm yeah. down, <laughs> and it's completely insane. And so then I ordered the salted cod last time we went. Yeah, Um and it was too salt. I mean, really? it was there. The guy comes back. He crouches down at the table. He goes, "Just want to tell you, nobody." You're not going to like this. It's yeah. It's really salty. And I'm like, that's why I want to try it. And I said, how about this? I promised to pay for it. And, uh, and it was essentially like overcooked, salted. It was a rock. It was a salt rock. Yeah. Okay. That's something that no you fun. needed to be raised. Yeah. Right. To, as a delicacy. Yeah. You know, like fried gizzards. Yeah. I love fried gizzards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love okra. Yeah. Uh, these are, too. these are foods that I was, Weaned on. <laughs> yeah, so right. So, other people you are have like, to mm, be. Too slimy. I don't know. Like <laughs> too grisly or whatever. And so, uh. I like okra. Yeah. I like fried okra. For sure. Yeah, fried okra is good. Yeah. My, my grandmother, it's an Armenian thing where you stew it. Okay. With, with beef and onions Ooh, yeah. and tomato. Okay. That and it's nice. Good. It is a little slimy, but if you put it on top of a peel off. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's, uh, don't even worry about it. I'm into it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, and do you cook?
1: Uh, I, I don't you don't i recently made i don't cook a lot Okay. i, I cooked a uh, a baked chicken and asparagus and rice that is for a perfectly my girlfriend good recently. meal yeah see, right
0: did you do a real simple bake on it
1: i, as it was, I it was a lemon chicken lemon to... lemon and garlic
0: oh did you did you do a whole chicken or did you cut it up
1: uh, i did two halves
0: okay on a I baking like sheet
1: cut, yeah because it cut cooks is so more good evenly. Yeah, And yeah. you can
0: get better crispy skin. Yep. As far as I'm concerned. It's true. Uh the skinless boneless chicken breast is an abomination before God and man. Yes.
1: You need it the is, skin. The skin is a key part of it. Yeah,
0: the bones The bones uh, add the flavor to flavor it. Have flavor
1: inside of it. You yeah. want to
0: take the skin and the bone out after you've done cooked it? Yes. That's between you and your, yeah, yeah. your business. But cook it cuz that's why like when when you go out and you're like, "Okay, I'm going to get a uh Chicken breast on top of the Caesar salad, they have to season the shit out of it. Yeah. Because it doesn't have any flavor. It's a hockey puck.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you want a good yeah.
0: So you worked at a hot dog stand for four years.
1: Four years, Murphy's Hot Dogs in Chicago.
0: Is it a, a footlong dogs or we or, had
1: footlongs and we had uh, Chicago? regular Chicago char dogs.
0: I love I love a Chicago dog. Oh,
1: it's so good. The There's, celery salt.
0: The celery salt, yeah. genuinely, and the weird greenest of all of
1: relish. Yeah, relish? the green green relish. It makes neon it for green. Some <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
0: and. That's, I worked at a hot dog stand for three summers. Oh, in, nice. On Cape Cod. Okay. Yeah. And it was chili dogs and, and kraut and, yeah, and Footlongs yeah. and pu- pups. But we didn't do a Chicago dog. Really? Yeah. No, we should have, cause those are nice with a pickle on it.
1: Pickle on it? Oh, I love mm-hmm. pickles. Tomato. You got onions. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Tomato.
1: It's so good. You forget about a that. Tomato on a hot dog is mm-hmm. very underrated.
0: Uh, everyone should go out to eat after they're done. I know, right? the <laughs> Dork Forest.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so, um, I think we've we've dorked out. We've, we've we dorked out. I think we've we've, covered. except for the fact that, now I was shy to bring this up okay. because I'm the worst when it comes. You say that you're a music, and music magazine dork. Yeah, the music magazine gives me something to ask you about because everyone likes music. Yeah. What kind of music magazines?
1: Um, all over. I have, I have a probably, ten years worth of the Source magazine. Okay. The Rap magazine. Yeah. Uh, I have the first two years of double XL magazine.
0: Double XL. Yeah. It's Is also another hip-hop? magazine. Okay. I have,
1: uh, every it's called, it was called notorious. It was like he did he had a magazine for like a year. I have all of those. In what year? What years? This was, I have the source starting from like 1989 to about 1996. Okay. Probably all of them. Right. Um, and then I have a few from like 98. Right. To, to beyond that. I have Rolling Stones. I have probably 50 Rolling Stones somewhere from
0: 1989 to yeah. 1991.
1: Eight giant bins of magazines I have. Wow.
0: Yeah. So, essentially with all the articles, with all the reviews, yeah. with with um Do you own a lot of music from that time?
1: I do. Okay. Uh that that I've I've gotten rid of it. I have Spotify now so I can Yeah, yeah I you mean know.
0: it's fine. But uh for three years I listened to a fair amount of hip hop. Yeah and it was from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen
1: ninety. All right, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh <laughs> and then and then every four years I'll buy an album. Yeah. And of almost any kind. So um who are your favorite um
1: uh what got me into it in the in the beginning was Farside. Okay. I mean they're they're a little later, they're ninety four, I think, when their album okay. came out, but before that what, I was what like... Was,
0: what was, their, what was, what was your favorite song that, that uh, was your gateway drug? As other as,
1: Fish in the Sea. They the have a song called Other sea? Fish? Yeah. <laughs> and it's about, uh, a guy who's hung up on one girl and then he, his friends are like, nah, there's other fish in the sea. Okay. It's really good. And back to the love theme. So, back to
0: the yeah. love thing, that's it. <laughs> and this my favorite thing about hip hop, especially back in the 80s. Yeah. Is that it was always a story. Yeah, it was, it I know. It was like I love country stories. music. And it was the same story yeah. as country music because it was always about love and it was about vehicles and it was yeah. about <laughs> it was about getting some action. <laughs> and uh because I the song that got me into hip-hop was Jimmy Hat, K R S one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And uh and then so I bought the um I bought the album, the second album he did was Scott Rock.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um
0: and it was political. Yeah. And I was political at the time uh until i became sad yeah.
1: and uh, so <laughs> so politics was, does yeah right sure
0: <laughs> and so everything that KRS-One mentioned on that album i would go and buy that person's album nice so i went out and i bought like Eric B, B & Rakim yeah, and i yeah. bought Public Enemy and i bought Big Daddy Kane and i bought um uh yeah I don't know what else I bought, yeah. but, um, but it was, and then I, and then I had cassettes cause it was 1989.
1: Right. And, uh, I had bins of cassettes. Too. <laughs> right, right, And it yeah. was,
0: um, who are your current, um, what are you listening to currently?
1: Um, currently I listen to, I like a guy named Travis Scott. He's good.
0: Uh, is it hip hop or is it guitar rock? Hip hop. It, okay. It's
1: good. Uh, I had
0: Lorraine Newman on. She was talking about dubstep.
1: Okay. Dubstep. uh, I like dubstep a little bit. No. Yeah, I know.
0: Go for it, Lorraine Newman. You go to Coachella and hang out with Skrillex and lose your tiny lizard mind. And,
1: uh, I used to work at a school and there was this kid named Victor who was at the school and now he goes, he's a rapper now. He goes by Vic Mensa. He's really talented. I listen to him. I've been seeing his concerts for the last five years. Oh, and that's his,
0: cool. What's his name? Vic Mensa. Vic, Vic Very Men- good. Like Mensa Mensa?
1: Like Mensa Mensa, yeah. Uh, but that's awesome. his real last name, too.
0: Oh, is it really? His
1: real last name has an H at the end, but okay. he spells it like Mensa. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's,
0: oh, that's <laughs> hilarious.
1: So I love his yeah. style and everything. His his best friend also, he used to come visit this kid named Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. He's good, too. I like them both. Uh Kendrick Lamar is great. Um I like... I like Kendrick Lamar because he goes back to the original idea of like storytelling. Okay. And a lot of his songs are about love too. Okay. And I, I respect that.
0: Yeah, that's um I bought, uh, three albums, uh, yeah. this, uh, this year. I bought the Eminem album. Yeah. I Very bought good. the, uh, Fun Dot. Yeah, I like that. That guy. Yeah. They're, that's good times. Yeah. That's good times. And um could have been anything. Could have been, <laughs> I think two years ago I bought Alabama Shakes.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> Which is yeah. also,
0: a good, but I I usually end up owning like one album of everybody. Yeah. Right. Like I have one common album. Yeah. I yeah. have one Lupe Fiasco album. Yeah. I have one uh White Stripes album. And so all it's great great artists. Yeah, so. and they're fine. Fu- they're fine. But I mean, I'm, are, are you more of a completist or?
1: Yeah, I like to complete it. I have uh, Spotify has really helped that.
0: That yeah, that will because then it's it's because that's I tend to read by author and a lot of people listen to artists by by artists. Yeah, I they,
1: love I love certain artists and I'll I'll listen to their whole catalog.
0: Yeah, and the just, cool
1: thing about Spotify is I can just get their whole catalog out of nowhere.
0: Right, and then you can really che- like sort of cherry pick like what when I, when I buy an album if there's three good songs, on yeah. it, I feel like I won. Me
1: too, me yeah. too. Yeah,
0: and one good song, well, that was worth seven dollars. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I have seven dollars.
1: And that's because we grew up buying like things that you had to possess,
0: right? It had to be a hard copy, yeah. And you then you were like, I don't like
1: any of this, yeah. And then (laughs) it would be really upsetting if you spent all all of your
0: right now. I don't hot dog money, and you couldn't, and then you couldn't rip it, right? Throw it away, exactly. At the very least, I can rip it and go. And used bin. (laughs) It's for you. Right. Somebody else can rip it. We
1: used to have to literally make mixtapes. But Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like press record on the on the thing.
0: Yeah. Well Miles, this has been lovely. It this has been an great. Hour. It's Thank open, you. It's oh, a, nice. I mean, we weeded all over the place, but I think <laughs> it was, we got we got to scrabble around inside your brain box and see uh, what you dork out about. Yeah. And people should go to at Mr. Will Miles uh, on Twitter and willmilescomedy.com for all your info. And uh, go see him do stand-up. He's really funny. Thanks a lot for being on the show.
1: Thank you. This has been very fun. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that?